Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and You Can Heal Your Life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. My guest today is Maureen Gates-Fobert, and she is from Lethbridge, Alberta. Her contact information is Head to Heart is her company name, and I absolutely love the tagline. She just shared it with me. So Head to Heart is the company name, Connecting to Your Truth. And that really spoke to my heart because so many times when we go see spiritual counselors or counselors in general, or we talk to our friends and family, they work really hard to connect us to their truth. So I'm loving this tagline, connecting to your truth. Maureen can be reached at 1-403-394-5159. And that is by text or by telephone. So one more time. The country code is one, the area code is 403, the phone number is 394-5159, head to heart, connecting to your truth. Maureen is a Heal Your Life teacher and coach, and that is how Maureen and I met, and she is a lovely person, and it has been my absolute privilege to uh, watch her learn and develop and grow and share all of her knowledge with people along this journey. She is also the founder of the Canadian Organization for Rare Disorders. I'm looking forward to hearing more of her story and how that all came to be. First of all, welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you so much. Appreciate being involved. I am so happy to have you here. And I I have a lot of questions for you. First of all, I'd like to know how you first became involved with the work of Louise Hay, uh, if it was through Louise herself or through her books or through You Can Heal Your Life. And I also want to hear more about this Canadian Organization for Rare Disorders and how that came to be. I'll start out with your first question. Uh, You asked how I became involved with Louise Hay. I experienced a bowel perforation, and during that episode, I experienced a near-death I was going to say, that's a very serious situation. Very serious. I was on life support for about 14 days, and when I was finally taken off life support, they transferred me to another room, and I was so exhausted and so depleted physically and emotionally. I just laid in my bed and prayed, and I just said, God... I'm done. Just take me away. I'm so done. And in that near-death experience, I I saw Jesus. So as a Christian, that's my belief. That's what I see. And that's what I experienced. 
And he was sitting cross-legged, opened his hands and said, give it to me. And all my life in church, I was told that's what you do. And that was the first time in my life I ever gave him my concern. And I did. I handed over what I could not handle any longer. And that was my own personal healing. I was so overwhelmed. And then the next morning, the nurses were changing my wound and um, the dressing. And they looked and they says, oh, look how well this is healing. And I just laid there smiling from ear to ear thinking, you don't know my secret. And that was my precursor to recognizing that true healing truly exists in this world. I wasn't sure what that looked like. And about four years later, I was introduced to Louise Hay and her philosophies and read several books and connected with an amazing coach who has been a catalyst to my change and taught me how to do the work to create healthiness in my life and experience that true healing connected to my true self. Wow, that is a beautiful story. And I was sitting here listening to you speak and I'm thinking about you being in the hospital and being so done that you're just like, take me, please just take me. And I think it's in those moments of surrender that the real miracles in our life happen. And um, coming from a Christian background myself, the, the scripture that came to me was, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like in that moment when you surrendered, that's when the change occurred. And I know when I think over my life, and, and maybe you can share some times in your life where we just say, that's it. I can't take it anymore. Or as Carrie Underwood would say, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Those are those moments when those modern day miracles really happen. Absolutely. And I love your word surrender. I've never used that. However, that's exactly what I did. And I do that also when I make when I become overwhelmed with various concerns and issues of my life because I experienced such freedom when I did surrender in the hospital. Now when I'm overwhelmed and I'm praying and I just say, Lord, take it. And that way I know it's safely gone. It's no longer in my head or my body and I can move on. Adding to that, however, learning more skills from Louise Hay and you as a trainer and, and, and Wayne Dyer and all those people that have surrounded me allows me also to understand how I can create the positive affirmations in my life, where I've learned to flick my wrist and say, thank you for that thought. And then, you know, say, I love and accept myself and then start. And then affirmations just come to me so much more naturally because I've released that thought away and I've embraced um, the positive parts of what I want to hear and believe of myself. That is a great little exercise, and I want to go through it one more time just to share it with our listeners. Uh, Before we do that, I would like to thank you for using my name in the same sentence as Dr. Wayne Dyer. That was amazing. (laughs) And um, so if I have this correct, what you do when you have a negative is to have a physical response. You just shake your wrist, and then you create a positive affirmation around that negative thought so that you can embrace that positive thought and let go of the negative. Is that correct? Correct. And it happens so easily. It's amazing when you physically push that thought away with your wrist, it goes, it just goes. And your mind becomes open 
through those positive words and those affirmations. And sometimes when I can't think of what a positive word could be to encompass in an affirmation, I take those words that I heard or the thoughts that were created and I look them up in a dictionary and I say, what's the opposite of this word, which allows me to find those words and put it into an affirmation. That's absolutely beautiful. That's a great technique. And I'm really glad that you've shared it with our listeners. I've heard other techniques that are similar where you would just say, cancel, or you would say stop. But what you're doing is physically releasing that negative thought, replacing it with that positive thought that you can then embrace. I absolutely love it. Listeners, please give it a try. See if it fits for you. See if that's your new thing that you're going to do to help pull you out of negativity when your mind starts to go there. That is a great share, Maureen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. It has been a positive process in my life. Beautiful. So, you know, I like to talk to people about overcoming adversity. Um, I would say being on life support, it's uh, a lot of adversity going on there. And as you shared, you did recover, you know, through the help of God, through the help of medicine, Mm -hmm. and then by helping yourself by changing your thoughts and listening to great teachers of the world and applying the principles that they were teaching, the ones that fit for you. Um, Can you share any other example or more examples of the same incident where adversity has shown up and how you've used the techniques of Heal Your Life or the metaphysical techniques or the, the thoughts of really knowing that the power is within us to change our thoughts and change our life? One thing I have recognized, actually I recognized it lately, I've applied it, is when people talk to you in a negative way or give you negative words about yourself and put those toxic words and the energies towards you, I have learned to no longer accept them. At one time, I used to accept them. And what it was doing is it was causing my physical body to create dis-ease and became this last three weeks, I was very, very ill because I accepted so much so many toxins in the way of words and energies and accusations. The whole thing that I learned from that was I no longer need to accept those words from anybody, that I can put a protective shell, put what I call my little egg (laughs) shape around me. Absolutely. Where I can move and stand and I created it where I can see out and people can see in. However, it's a barrier I put as a protection for me. It's like, no, no, this is me. This is my personal space and and I'm here. Thus, not allowing the negative words and negative energies and those pointer finger naysayers into my personal space so I have that protection and allowing the positive energies to come in. As a result of recognizing I was allowing myself to do this for many years, ever since I was a little girl, probably from the day that I was born, uh, directly from my mom, and recognizing that it's an inner child thing. And uh, I was criticized, I was berated, um, I was told I was never good enough, I was never smart enough. And I started to believe that. And when others would say that to me, it would be huge triggers and, and just cause a lot of stress in my life physically and emotionally. However, I have now overcome that. I have found myself in a place of power, peace, gratification, and I'm seeing success in my life that I've never experienced before. And I love the new path that I've created after going through this last adversity in my life. So it has been a huge learning opportunity and created beautifully 
good life skills for me. That is so wonderful to hear. I've written some notes down on the things you said, because you started out with talking about toxic words about you cause disease. We spend so much time focused on, oh, I'm going to eat this because it's organic, or I'm not going to eat that, and so on, or even, you know, the beverages or the the clothing that we wear, all of those things, we think about the toxins. But to consider that the toxins are also words and energies that are around you, that right there is real food for thought. If our listeners can just really take that in, that some of the toxins around you are the energies and the words that are around you. And you are so right. You know, when we become conditioned as children to be treated one way, whether it's criticism or being ignored or being compared, it's our natural tendency then to decide as these beautiful young three, four, five, six-year-old children that we are not enough. And um, as we all listen to this, we know that's not true. We know that these beautiful children are amazing and talented and wonderful and incredibly deserving of love. But yet so many young people at that age, I would say more than not, have that deep feeling that I am not enough, that I am still seeking approval from outside. And I love that you also shared that when you started seeking this new path or this success, this new path created itself. And also I want to share with our listeners that I know Maureen personally, and I know that she has done this very quickly. So when we think about creating a new path, there's some of us who think, okay, well, here's my five-year plan. Uh, Here's what I'm going to create. You know, the first thing I'm going to do is, and so on and so on and so on and so on. And before you know it, uh, 20 years has passed. And when we can just decide that we are going to be forgiving, we are going to be loving, we are going to remove toxic people from our lives, toxic energies and toxic words, and that we are only going to speak loving and kind words, um, have healthy boundaries, all of those things, the path appears and things move very quickly from that point because we are in sync with what whether you want to call God or the universe or uh, source energy, has for us. Am I I getting the gist of what you're saying there, Maureen? Absolutely, absolutely. And something that I wanted to add to that as you were talking is, as I was processing, I, I I know that forgiveness is very, very important. And I know how forgiveness has released me from so many other relationships. Even before I found Louise Hay, I understood the concept and the necessity of forgiveness And I've had that release. You know, I forgave a person in my life and oh, 100 pounds of weight was off my shoulders. What I discovered this time around, you know, the first person I had to forgive was me. Tell us more about that. For me, it was an epiphany. I'm going, oh, my goodness. So the question was at that point, what do I have to forgive myself for? Because I was so busy pointing fingers at others that I didn't even look inside at what I was doing myself to myself. So what I had to do was forgive myself for accepting what others were giving me in the way of toxins and energies and judgments and assumptions. So once I was able to give, forgive myself and recognize that, that, that I had crossed bar- barriers and boundaries myself, then I was able to forgive those others that were doing that to me. And, and it, it helped the process 
that's when everything became real and surreal and things started to change. So that's a whole new concept for me. <laughs> my, my goodness. You know, I just love what you're sharing and the forgiving myself part. I would say that's going to be the hardest piece and forgiving the others probably came a little easier after that was done. Yes. Yes, it did. Much easier. Mm -hmm. One of Louise Hay's points of philosophy is that forgiveness opens the door to love. Yet so often we get stuck in that space of, well, that person didn't ask for forgiveness. They don't deserve forgiveness. All of these things, but just to remind the listeners that the reason for forgiving is to free ourselves, right? It opens the doors to love. It opens the pathways to love for ourselves and doesn't mean that we need to call that person up and say, hey, I forgive you, um, you know, or call your ex-husband from 30 years ago and say, hey, let's do lunch. A person doesn't need to do those things. Forgiveness is for you and it can be as easy or as difficult as you decide to make it at that time, but it is freeing for you. It sets you free and it does open that path to love. So beautifully shared, Maureen. Thank you so much. I feel like I've really talked a lot on this podcast, but you've really inspired me. <laughs> Thank you. I, and I appreciate it. It's interesting how you come to an end of a sentence and I was, you know, the, the love came. And so once I was able to forgive myself and others and dealt with all of those things and wrote and created affirmations around it, that's exactly what I do now is I'm sending love out to everybody. I'm visualizing them being successful, putting them on a pedestal, you know, wanting them to experience things, you know, even more success than me, looking at how I can service them or others out there and just sharing love because you know what? That's all they want. That's all that they need. They just need to know they're loved. They need to feel that love. They need to feel that energy and just to know that you accept them who, where they're at and who they are. And man, once you share that love with others, that love just vibrates and comes right back at you. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful place to be in. Yes. So often I hear people say, oh, you must be so tired. You give, 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 or love, 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 or whatever the case may be. But you make a good point that it does come back to us multiplied. It's not why we do it, but it's an amazing feeling that comes with it and gives us energy to keep on loving. There's this endless supply of love. There is a well that will never go dry of love that we can share with every person and thing on this planet. So beautifully shared. Thank you, Maureen. And I really appreciate saying that it's not what we expected because that certainly is not what I expected. I gave out love because that's what my inner heart, that's what my heart, my intuition said, Maureen, you know, it is important here now to give love and to share that love and be love. And I thought, okay, well, that's easy enough. I can do that. And then when it all started coming back, I thought, well, this is cool. It just <laughs> came back so naturally. I, I love this. So it's it, win-win for everybody. It's all about raising that vibe, right? Raise the vibration. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. I'm going to circle back around to the Canadian Organization for Rare Disorders. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. I, I was diagnosed in 1986 with a rare disorder at the hospital, University Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta, by a geneticist. I spent most of my lifetime being very, very unwell. And I was, when I was born, I failed to thrive. They didn't know what was going on. They couldn't understand what was going on. They did a spinal tap when I was months old and, and it was inconclusive. So I spent my life being chronically fatigued and, and achy. And finally at, you know, 29, I was diagnosed. 
And how they diagnosed me, because there is no test for this rare disorder, is they did a clinical diagnosis where they looked at my family and they looked at me and said, well, you just don't match this picture. You know, I mean, I've got a brother who's almost six feet. My mom is fairly medium built and I'm a petite, tiny little woman. Anyway, that's how they diagnosed me along with other symptoms and history, et cetera. However, when I was diagnosed, I wanted to find information on the disorder. I mean, I can share the disorder they diagnosed me with. I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to own that name any longer. They call it Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And I am choosing to recognize that dis-ease was caused by the emotions that I was not dealing with. And likely the emotions and trauma that my mother went through um, was passed on to me. Um, she didn't feel she deserved to have a child that lived. And uh, oh, it just gives me goosebumps because it's, it's so true. So I, I recognize that it was a combination of factors that was put on me as a person, as a little person, and then I embraced them as an adult. So back to where I wanted information. I wanted someone to talk to uh, who had rare disorders. And the geneticist said, it doesn't exist in Canada. You'll have to go to the United States. In that moment, I thought, oh, my goodness, no, I'm not going to the States. That's not my country. I live in Canada. Heaven's sakes, we need something here. And so my thoughts and my words created my presence and my future. And the organization started out actually as the Lethbridge Society for Rare Disorders um, in, in a smaller way. And it just grew. There was such need out there. It just grew all on its own. We had a support group, and the support group had unique and different uh, disorders, part of it. I mean, back in 86, 87, AIDS was considered rare because it was so unknown. We had um, an individual in our support group that was transgender. At the time, there was nothing there for them. We had another individ other individuals that came that had rare brain uh, injuries. There was nothing there for them. And through our group, all these groups have grown out of and through, you know, AIDS certainly was already on its own path. However, it was on our list. And so it grew into the Canadian Organization for, for Rare Disorders uh, because of the needs that were, we were receiving from all over Canada and internationally. And it was, it was a heart-centered organization. The goal was to provide information in understandable language, include um, a list of, of resources, and link individuals together that had the same rare disorders from across Canada and throughout the world if they would choose, if they choose to connect with us. So that was the, the reason it was founded, because of my need, and I felt others needed it. And oh my goodness, that, as it grew, I came to realize there's over 6,000 rare disorders that affect 10% of the Canadian population. It's huge. That is huge. That is, you are an absolute pioneer in that. And I thank you for your service. As you told that story, it reminded me of Louise Hay. So you have reminded me of Louise Hay and how she was such a pioneer with her hay rides and the You Can Heal Your Life workshops that she was doing and the one-on-one -on -one support she was giving to the people who were diagnosed with AIDS back in the 1980s. And, yeah. you know, so many of those people, the doctors wouldn't go near or people wouldn't touch or, you yes. know, we believed yes. we couldn't breathe the same air as. And she made their life joyful and connected them and loved them and accepted them in so many cases where their parents uh, were not willing to do so or their families weren't willing to do so. Um, and it's always interesting to hear her talk about how over time the parents started showing up at the mm -hmm. meeting and 
families were reunited and acceptance was had. And it sounds like that was something very similar that you've done with this Canadian Organization for Rare Disorders because you were a pioneer for these people and you gave them heart-centered support. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I love that you brought up Louise Hay, reading her book and then seeing AIDS in the same year. And I'm going, oh my goodness, it's, it resonated with me. I know what she was trying to create because I was also at the exact same time doing what she was doing for all these rare disorders and creating a foundation and an organization for these people to safely come to and know that they weren't alone in this world. So yes, very much resonates with me. I understand her passion and desire for creating a better place for people. Well, Maureen, one thing I know about you is that you are unstoppable and I'm excited to see what comes up for you in the future as well. I am going to move on to a reading. Um, This time it's a little bit different. I'm not reading from the book, You Can Heal Your Life. I'm reading from the book, Trust Life, Love Yourself Every Day with Wisdom from Louise Hay. And many thanks to Dr. Robert Holden for compiling this book for us to enjoy. I refer to this book every day. All profits from this book, he has, um, I believe that he has done it as a staff writer, not as his celebrity celebrity self. And I know there's been contributions to the Hay Foundation as well. So thank you, Dr. Robert Holden, for that. Thank you, Maureen, for inspiring us, knowing that just one person can make such a huge difference. Look what Louise has done and look what you have done. Celebrate that. Absolutely. It I look at that and that is my springboard to moving forward into what I'm doing now and just loving, embracing and enjoying and so excited about the path I'm on and looking forward to helping people heal and connect to that truth and um, just live every day with a smile. Beautiful. And one more time, just to connect with Maureen, if you would like to give her a phone call or a text, her telephone number is one 403 394-5159. And for all of you listeners, I would like for you to take that action word that Maureen just used. She said, springboard, springboard towards your goals, right? So that's what you need to do to move forward. Um, let me suggest that to you. Those action words are powerful. When you think about your goals, think about springboard, right? You are uh, springboarding towards your goals and achieving them. So if it is safe to do so, if you are not driving, please close your eyes and just take a moment and relax your body. Today's podcast has been so excited and so invigorating. It might be time to take a nice deep breath and just absorb in everything that we've heard today from Maureen. I trust that life wants the best for me. Trust is what we learn when we want to overcome our fears. It's called taking the leap of faith. Trust in the power within you that is connected to the universal intelligence. Remember, the power that supplies your breath is the same power that created the universe. You are one with all of life. The more you love yourself and life, the more life is here to love you, support you, and guide you. You can trust in that which is invisible instead of trusting only in the physical, material world. I'm not saying that we do nothing, yet if we have trust, 
we can go through life much easier. We need to trust that we are being taken care of, even though we're not physically in control of everything that is happening around us. I trust that life wants the best for me. Thank you for being on the call today, Maureen, and thank you listeners for tuning in. I look forward to connecting with you again next time. And in the meantime, springboard is the action word for you. Thanks again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.